Hey, what's going on? Greetings, a good day, and welcome to the 140th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and here we are. Ordinarily, the uh, the winter meetings would be right around the corner, and the hot stove would be just searing, cooking all those great winter stories as everyone gets ready to mentally build themselves a winner. Uh, unfortunately, that's just not happened. Here in 2018, uh, not for your Toronto Blue Jays, who are the reason, the team, the reason you're listening to this, uh, where we do talk about the Toronto Blue Jays here on Birds All Day, uh, and not for literally anyone. There have been a teeny tiny clutch of minor signings, um, and there's lots of rumors. There's two big players out there still, two big pieces that have yet to move. Um, but we'll t- we'll break down what all that means. And there's always no- news, news-shaped things. Uh, in and around the Blue Jays and the team and the world, so we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about all that. And joining me to talk about all that, joining me uh, as always, old reliable, old reliable, Mister Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing okay. You are doing okay. You've been, uh, I mean, you've you've got a nice view of the bottom of the barrel in terms of the things you're forced to write about. <laughs> sure um, do. Yeah, that's great. Uh, uh, I do. Anytime you can use the word cronyism rampant in a headline. Uh, I think you got to go ahead and do it. I uh, I was validated, I believe, uh, Mark Bauman or Bowman or whatever, uh, the MLB.com guy for the Braves, literally mm-hmm. said, oh, Anthopoulos surrounded himself by with cronies. Uh, though that could have been his editor. I don't know how that actual structure works, but that was the title uh, of a piece that he wrote, which is, you know, absurd. One has been there, you know, was there two months before. One, exactly. One's just a guy he likes and values and likes working with him. It's it's a it's almost like the whole uh, idea that somebody would come to a new job and then look to people that he values is uh, it's totally natural and fine and shut the fuck up about Cleveland or <laughs> uh, or and also as it as it replies to the Braves the the Atlanta baseball team you've had like you've had one of the most insular and. Uh, uh, long, longest running kind of very tight knit culture. The Braves way. The Braves are so Bravesy. Maybe it's time to try something else. Maybe it's time to bring in a whole whack of Canadians and uh, let them uh, wreak havoc and start trading everybody. Apparently, they're trying to trade uh, Nick Marcakis to Canada, um, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Don't want to hear any more about that. I'm sure that that <laughs> deal was laughed off the table. I think it was. Um, I think they said that the Jays checked in or something like that. You know, if some, if someone's given away Nick Markakis for free, I'd maybe consider it as a as a plan C or D. No, I, I get that. You want to have that veteran presence. He hits left. Uh, he's not good at anything. Uh, doesn't really strike out, I guess. Um, but he's good at he would be good at teaching the younger players how to be a miserable prick. Um, <laughs> so so that's always nice. He you know. I don't know. He can get on base, which is something that not a lot of Blue Jays could do last year. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's not like a monstrous on base guy at this stage in his career, but uh, you know, three forty, three fifty, sadly, is like a huge upgrade on half the fucking lineup. Yeah, when he plays in that miserable pissant division, uh, full full of idiots with his garbage, he hit eight home runs last year. When in the, in the year that I don't know. 
I get you. I get, I get you. We don't. We don't want to see this happen. Let's. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's fine. Unless it did, you know. At the end of the day, is he that? Is he worse than what they've got running up there? As of, as of as of this moment, is Nick Markakis worse than any of their regular outfielders? You mean Teoscar Hernandez, who struck out like thirty percent of the time, even though he hit all those home runs in September, which I'm sure will totally just continue like that. Uh, do you know yeah, who no. did that once? Hit hit a bunch of home runs in September. Oh, who? Jose Bautista. Oh, there we go. He did. That co- that comparison was made uh, more than once. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to talk about Nick Markakis anymore because apparently we already did. Uh, this, of course, is Birds All Day. We talk about the Blue Jays. And uh, as we mentioned from time to time, not every time, uh, this is a Patreon-powered podcast. We are po- powered by our listeners, supported by our listeners. And for that, we are eternally grateful uh, to everyone who's been uh, along for the ride from the beginning to the end. If you joined recently or late or you've gone away, but you still like to listen, all of that, we appreciate everyone. We appreciate everyone who listens, who comes out and supports us in any way that they can. So you could always head to patreon.com slash birds all day and, uh, and make a contribution. And then if you are, of course, a Patreon supporter, you get uh, access to exclusive content, such as our uh, add-on segments or episodes, mini episodes called uh, Super Bad where you can find out, uh, I don't know, whatever. We, we, we know we obviously want to keep the bulk of the episode on topic, so sometimes the super bad might be a little bit more look around the league or, or something a little bit different. Uh, this week, actually, what we're going to do, we're going to look at the Blue Jays promotional schedule. So if that's something that uh, you'd like to hear our perspective on and you want to become a Patreon uh, subscriber, please do. It means uh, the world to us, right? It sure does, absolutely. People keep uh, maniac billionaires buy you know independent newspapers and then shut them down out of spite and or they are other do other maniac billionaire things because they are without uh, a barrier to taking over the world and remaking it in their greedy image. So you know if you like something, help it out. Otherwise, it'll disappear because a billionaire will decide he doesn't want it to exist anymore. And it's always a heat. Do <laughs> uh, you think the billionaires are coming for birds all day? Is that what? I mean, I'm not telling people not to, not to, to subscribe to Patreon and and and, uh, and be heroes and, and help us out that way. But uh, I don't. Well, I don't, no, I don't feel we that sit- the phone call from Peter Thiel is uh, is <laughs> imminent. Well, no, but if you know, if if we were, if if the, if we get to remain into true independent media, the true independent press, bringing hot truth, speaking truth to power. Um, if we were at, you know, some company owned by a telecom and then they decided they were going to be out of the business because uh, they didn't like our hot fire barrel fire takes coming out, <laughs> spewing flames from our noses, then they're out of luck. So we got to keep it independent. And then to do so, we need the support of our listeners. Speaking of the listeners and supporters, people who, who are through us thick and thin, it's been a little while, but if you want to see us in the flesh... Next week, Wednesday, December the 6th, we are participating in the uh, Pitch Talks. I believe they're calling this one the, uh, the Baseball Beat Panel. It's going to be uh, here in Toronto, or where I am, or close to where I am, in Toronto, uh, at 918 Bathurst. A wonderful little venue, hosted many uh, Pitch Talks and uh, many other events like it. Uh, also on the show this fine night, uh, Jay Jaffe will be there promoting his book, The Cooperstown Chronicles. Uh, which means, is that what it's called? Cooperstown Chronicle? No, Cooperstown Casebook. That's right. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Uh, and he'll be there. Uh, so I'm going to talk to him. Uh, if I ha- I don't know that I'll have the opportunity. I'm probably just going to rush the stage 
and make him talk about Scott Rowland for like the entirety of his set or his segment. It's going to be all Rowland. <laughs> well, that's good. No, I, I think I think people are going to get some Larry Walker questions in. Um, but yeah, between I think the, it will be the, good the, to push between the, the Scott Rowland questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the, hopefully there'll be some hero will stand up with a Dave Steep question, and he'll get his. Uh, Alan Trammell. There's lots of things. It, Hall of Fame is fun. If the Hall of Fame, the smoldering tire fire that it is, and no one likes it less than you, Andrew Stone. That's probably true. I, I you know, <laughs> love a good museum, but, but fuck this, yeah, fuck this bullshit. Except that people do care, and it's fun to talk about, and it's fun to debate, and it's not fun to get mad at because you're just like, why can't you just recognize that Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell deserve to be there, you idiots? But it's fine. It's like uh, getting, so Jaffe will be there. It's like getting mad at Bill Simmons' fucking pyramid thing. Is it? I don't know. Is some, it though? Some, it's just some arbitrary nonsense. I don't know. Uh, so you're telling me that the Baseball Hall of Fame exists because someone's parents got divorced? <laughs> oh. Also, on the Pitch Talks uh, show that we're doing. December 6th, uh, they'll be the, on that baseball beat panel. Uh, Laura Armstrong of The Star, uh, Chelsea Janes of The Washington Post. So you can ask her about getting that Amazon money. Ask her about what's going to happen when the billionaire turns his mind, when, when uh, trillionaire, he's going to be a trillionaire. Amazon, trillion dollar company looking for corporate welfare all around the world. Cities are willing to like literally give them billions of dollars to show up. And you think he cares about podcasts? No. Patreon.com slash Bros All Day. Uh, Chelsea James, who's a, a Washington Nats beat writer. So we can ask her about how tall. I want to know how tall Bryce Harper really is because that, that's a bunch of bullshit. There was that picture this week of him standing beside Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's very tall. But Bryce Harper's listed at like 6'3". But standing beside Chris Bryant looked like LeBron compared to, I don't know, Kyrie Irving or something. Anyway, we'll ask her about that. And uh, Jen McCaffrey, who uh, from from MassLive.com, who uh, I bet you can't guess what team she covers. MassLive.com, Mass. So uh, you can go to the website. What's the website? Is it Pitch Talks? Home, Homestand Sports, I believe. Homestand yeah, Sports. Pitch Talks may still work as well, but I believe Homestand Sports is where you want to go. Homestand Sports uh, slash upcoming dash shows, and uh, you can get a ticket on there. And I believe. If you use the promo code, uh, what is it? Promo code Birds All Day. Birds All Day, yeah. You can get five bucks off your ticket. So come on down. That five bucks, that's a beer. You know, they've always got some nice beers. They're usually left, the good people at Left Field Brewery who are uh, looking. They're on a real winning streak. Left Field, they are putting out new fun products and, and uh, I don't know, selling lots of beer, selling cans, putting, putting them in bottles, getting them in the, in the beer stores and stuff now. Good for them. It's, uh, it's just good beer. So come yeah. and gab one and, and talk it. to us and we'll talk about, hopefully, hopefully, for the love of God, something happens <laughs> yeah, between seriously. now and then. Something will have to have, have happened between now and then. Well, for one, tomorrow, Friday, uh, so perhaps probably the day most people are listening to this, uh, is the deadline for the, the non-tender candidates to, you know, you have to tender contracts by then. So that should, that should force some movement, <laughs> you know, more of these tiny uh, pointless moves that we've seen so far. But it'll be something we can talk about. Somewhere. I mean, there. Okay, well, let's let's use that as a, as an opportunity to transition into the episode, into the meat of the episode, which is uh, picking over the remains of other teams' non tenders. There's definitely always an opportunity to maybe get something uh, of use. Um, I mean, obviously, all teams, if if the if some great player or some you know, uh, I mean, let's let's go back even one year. Uh, 
the Milwaukee Brewers non-tendered Chris Carter, mm-hmm. who had just come off a season in which he led the National League in home runs. And they were thought to be crazy. Until, of course, they signed Eric Thames for a song, relatively. And he had and that Thames, really good month at the start of the year. He had a really good year in that first <laughs> month of the season. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- at the end, Thames' numbers ended up being fine. And they ended up being... I, in my humble opinion, far exceeding what Chris Carter ever could have produced. At, oh, they, uh, were, they were smoke-esque, yeah. <laughs> there was sm- the smoke got in his eyes. Uh, he's got a, it's, Eric Thames got a new tattoo, though. He spent a lot of time, time and money getting tattooed this, this offseason already. Um, but Chris Carter, non-tender candidate that you know would have obviously would have been um, sought after, and he ended, ended up signing with the Yankees. He finished the year unemployed, like he. These guys get even even though they're going to be hot commodities in a relative term, they're still players of limited utility. It's not like you know Mike Trust not getting non-tendered. No, it's you are not correct. really arbitration eligible. Uh, but you, I mean, you've produced a name, some names here: Evan Gaddis, Mike Fires, uh, Brad Miller, Brock yeah, they, Holt. They all really fucking suck, frankly. I mean, I, I like Hector <laughs> Rodon. You've got his name yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, for six and a half million, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of relievers out there uh, this year. Um, and I don't, you know, the Blue Jays bullpen, as we saw from that Zips uh, uh, projection, the little uh, graphic today, Jays mm-hmm. bullpen maybe looks okay. I don't know if they need to go and make a deal with the Cubs so that they can pay Hector Rodon through uh, arbitration. I don't know if they need to do that. Well, but they, but they don't have to pay him his arbitration number. If no, he gets they, non-tendered, they, they, they Blue Jays can start at square one with him. If they say, we'll pay, we'll pay you three or two or whatever it might, it might be. That's true. So, um, so okay. So, you are right. Sure, there's him. So there's him and Justin Grimm, who's kind of like a, a shittier version of Hector Rodon. <laughs> uh, Jordy Mercer, who, who, was, who was a nice enough player, part of those good Pirates teams. A bit of an interesting... Um, a platoon opportunity that that the pirates were I, I think I like the way they used to do that with him and um what's his name the other guy the other shortstop that was part of that weird shortstop platoon anyway Jordy Mercer is the what was more of the hitter but instead of instead of um of of having the more offensive player start and then bringing in the glove guy for defense at the at the end of the game they would have the glove guy start and then bring the 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 bat off the bench with with uh, when need be at the uh, at the end of the game. So <laughs> are you are you scrambling? I mean, I have no idea which who you're talking about in this Pirates uh, platoon. I can't remember his name. I'm going to look it up right now, which is riveting. It, riveting, it really is. Riveting it's, it's it's wonderful. Uh, it's wonderful radio. Uh, but yeah, no, he's a guy. He, he's th- this is the this is the one thing you know. The Blue Jays have. I mean the the. The new front office has made a concerted effort to raise the floor, and I think they've done that in a lot of areas. But what it has also meant is that there are a lot of like floor guys all, all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. Some who are continuing to be here, you know, Ryan Goins is a guy uh, who I think MLBTR projects him to like one point eight million this year, and there are a bunch of other Ryan Goinses out there, uh, which is to say, mm-hmm. guys who can field some positions uh, in, in particular shortstop and, and do a uh, going last year was not nice for him uh, by the metrics. I don't think by the eye test either. Uh, I, I don't think he will be 
as bad going forward. I don't think it's like he. I, I I'm not sure. I I could be convinced that he's you know really taken a step back. Uh, but I don't think that that we have to necessarily believe that. But anyway, he's you know he's not going to hit is the the big thing. He can play shortstop. He's not going to hit. Uh, the Jays picked up uh, uh, Gift Ngope or however however I'm supposed to say that. Uh, and I apologize to Gift for the butchering of his name there. But uh, he's mm. a guy with a similar sort of profile. Uh, you know, no no bat, all glove. Um, and so that's where Mercer sort of comes in as a guy who you may you know maybe can. Uh, can see taking a job away from Orion Goins, or at least giving them enough cover and giving them extra options in spring training to uh, uh, to to make a decision because Goins is out of options. Uh, you know, I think next year it's it's I can see him justifying the one point eight million, but if he has another year, you know, I guess his raise won't be too much in arbitration when he goes through it an, another time. But uh, he's steaming towards uh, non tender uh, candidacy himself if he's you know indeed tendered a contract this year. So, you know, there are chances to pick up little pieces like that. Uh, chances to pick up guys. I mean, fuck, how can you not upgrade on what the Jays have in the outfield right now? Like, I mean, I, like, uh, Deoscar, it looks like he could be something. Anthony Alford is a guy who is still not quite there yet, but uh, people can be excited by. Uh, but in terms of, you know, ready to go opening day 2018, uh, it's not going to be real hard to upgrade on what they have at the moment. That is very true. There is nothing, and, and you ha- you can't f- help but feel like, I'm, well, maybe you you can help but feel like, but I feel as though the team uh, probably holds Ryan Goins in high esteem. They like him. They like his the way that he mixes, he fits into the team. He's obviously very close with uh, Marcus Stroman, and they think highly of his defense, and give, especially given the fact that he's been given so much playing time over the last couple of years, but. If you, I, well, I, well, if given, I was in charge there, because you're the hoping, guy that, just begging that someone yeah. comes in and takes that job. Yeah, right? that would be someone nice. comes in and is like, I, you can do this. Like someone else is able to step up and 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 just be an upgrade, right? Even as as the uh, as the backup infielder, someone someone comes in and kind of forces their hand, and they're like, well, that's nice that we don't have to have an unpleasant conversation and non-tender a guy that we we like. Instead, we can, uh, you know. Have a have someone who's forced our hand, and and made their way into the team. But the the thing that we always will remember is that these players are bad for a reason. Like they're non tendered for a reason. They're not going to earn the money that they that we want to give them. Uh, you know, there might be an opportunity, especially catchers. I mean, I'd be surprised Evan Gaddis. You know, there's so few even playable catchers that. The Luke Maley's of the world um, getting all kinds of run. Can't help but think that someone's gonna do what they can to get Evan Gaddis in their team if the if the Astros can't get him at a decent price. Yeah, and I think it sounds but like they're they're looking at Luke Croy is perhaps a thing. So that's yeah, that's true. Um, so the reason we're talking about this is because there's nothing else to talk about because the off season has gone nowhere so far. Now, everyone, uh, myself included, would be quick, quick to point to uh, uh, Shohei Otani's posting, um, which you know they got the deal done at the eleventh hour to ensure that they're not stealing all of his money, just most of his money. Um, the Otani thing is, of course, endlessly interesting, 
uh, his memo. The, the memo to me was really um, something else. It was really a uh, really uh, important and kind of rare look at the things that someone <clears throat> who has leverage values. And for so few opportunities in their career do baseball players have that kind of leverage, especially when it's his leverage isn't financial, but you have to make it worth his while in another way. So it's to me, it's it's a little refreshing. But uh, but you know, and and I joked about it earlier. And there's a quote from that that uh, in this Yahoo piece that uh, he's the baseball version of the new Amazon headquarters. Right. Yes. Yeah, so people I saw look, that. that was people are going to move heaven and earth yeah. to get him in. Which, uh, as they should. Uh, I mean, this. I'm surprised at the number of people who, who baseball people or reporters or who are just like, well, they're not going to let him do both, right? Yeah, they're, they're does- not going to let him hit, <laughs> or they're just going to have to straight up lie to him about it. You know, when the, in this memo and and in their dealings with him and trying to get him to sign with them. Uh, because yeah, I read Keith Law's chat today. He was like, you know, he's. Uh, uh, throwing cold water on the thing as well. I forget what he was saying specifically about where the bat is at, but I think he said that they're, the swing is long and that he's a guy who's going to come over and, you know, only going to be able to hit in 40% of the games. It's, it's, it, it does not bode well for, in his eyes, uh, even somebody as good as, as Otani to, uh, to, to just be able to get up to speed against big league pitching uh, with that little, uh, amount of game time he also called him an 80 runner in there i believe as well which which is an not 80 about. runner yeah just not talked about enough i don't think i don't know if i knew that uh i saw him do something he was on some japanese game show when he was doing something that he's like an 80 bender as well he's like super flexible in really freakish ways they had he had like his hands on his hips or something but and also bending his elbows almost to touch in front of him it was super weird it was very, very unusual. If it was uh, a Japanese game show, game show, yeah, then it would be unusual. That is kind of how that works. But yeah, he is. They he, weren't making, <laughs> they weren't making him eat like half cooked dirt or anything. But, uh, no. but yeah, no, it was it was in fitting with the Japanese game show genre. Uh, it was very unsettling watching him bend and contort his arms in that way. But uh, yeah, I think that's may, maybe Law's point is a good one. In that it won't probably won't take long for the hitting piece to sort itself out, mm-hmm. right? Like that'll be there will be some early uh, proof points. I believe are the words that uh, corporate types would use in that in that instance where there's a lot to wonder. Like, yeah, that's it's not going to happen here. But you never know. I mean. I'm looking at a picture right now. It's of Aaron Judge, who you could have, if he, the American League MVP, who, or, no, he didn't win, did he? No, he um, did not. He didn't win. But he hit like 100,000 home runs, and he looked like he would never figure it out. He looked so bad. But anyway, the the Otani thing is obviously a huge uh, piece, and everyone's kind of uh, uh, making moves around it. Right? There was uh, Billy, uh, Billy Epler. The right uh, yeah. Angels, Angels general manager today. So the Angels acquired Jim Johnson, former Orioles um, closer, uh, Braves pitcher, and they also got slot money from Atlanta. Oh, the Braves don't um, need that slot money, I guess. <laughs> Braves don't need that slot money. And uh, Billy Epler's quote when he said, uh, 
we acquired that. Uh, let me let me read it directly. I can because it's too good. Uh, the money acquired in this deal was with an eye towards Shohei Otani and the and the pursuit of him as a player for us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. Um, but that's that is obviously something that everyone's in a wait and see mode. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, maybe maybe he will show up here and say like, okay, let's make a deal. Um, it would be pretty shocking if he picked. I don't know. Anybody but the fucking Yankees or the Mariners or Dodgers, perhaps? Listen, Grisby. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I, I get, the Angels, God love them. Yeah, they should take a. They, you know, their their roster is just such a goddamn mess. That would he, really it would is, really help them out. It would really help them out. I mean, it would really help anybody out, but them in particular. Uh, because for Billy I, Epler you know, to have said that, <laughs> you, you're you're absolutely right. For for Epler to have said that, that to me just hints at the desperation that is everywhere around that team in that the only way that they could ever hope to compete is for them to because they have so much money tied up in so many different well two in so few people that to get Otani's like perceived value for not a lot of expenditure. That's like that. That's like this is going to save the team. It's gonna. It's, this is going to yeah. save the city. <laughs> it's going to save the the whole part of the country. Uh, and then he's going to end up playing for the Rangers or something. That, although that is good, him siding with the Angels would cause significant heartache to Rangers fans. So I'm already all for it. Bring it on. Bring it on. Sure. Um, but Passan has other ideas. Uh, he's talking about. Um, Almost like a all all the agents and teams are are the teams are all playing the waiting game, like they're trying to wait out some free agency if they can get some some good um, deals because they are uh, you know they're just trying to drive the prices down. They're I wouldn't want to say they're colluding, but they're probably not not colluding. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think. Yeah, colluding is perhaps a touch strong when you think back to, you know, 1987 or whenever it was mm-hmm. uh, and what actual collusion looked like, which was, was like, you know, guy Andre Dawson gets no free agent offers from anybody or whoever, you know, whoever was, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that it's not quite like that. I mean, we've already seen signing it, but but I know what you mean, obviously, Uh Teams and Ross Atkins said this last week uh, in some of the stuff I transcribed that was on the At the Letters podcast uh, with uh, Benny Fresh and Arden Swelling was uh, you know was saying that uh, which I thought was interesting actually because he you know they jumped the market so spectacularly badly uh, last winter and mm-hmm. he was he was sort of preaching the value of of uh, the virtue of patience and saying oh you know everybody kind of thinks about the market the same way these days and we're getting uh, you know it gives us time to really look at other teams rosters and and, and so I, I i don't know quite how he worked it but uh i thought the stuff about patience was interesting just because of how badly that failed and how you know reading the market was maybe not the blue jays strength last year um mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, he seemed to he seemed to sort of fall in line or or, or say similar things to what uh, Passan was saying about uh, teams just wanting to wait it out and 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 sort of everybody taking the same damn strategy. Uh, but I you know 
Posadmus is being kind of quick to dismiss the Otani and the, the, the Stanton things as as reasons for the market being so slow. But also it's like, I don't know, until like what are the Blue Jays going to do? I, I know that, a, you know, well, obviously the Blue Jays aren't going to drive the market, sadly. But a, a team like the Blue Jays or any team, you know, if you're going to get this windfall of a, an ace pitcher for like no money, uh, that really changes what you can do in the offseason, right? Because you've, you've filled a hole, you've gotten that much better. And now you know you have that much more uh, th- that many more resources at your disposal to get better in the other areas it really uh your off season can go a completely different way if you get him or if you don't get him uh and and stanton too right i mean you can't go loading up on guys and then get stanton because it just it, the, the money is just so much there it's the complete opposite mm-hmm. thing so you know i don't know I, the the collusiony stuff is 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 interesting it's interesting to see how gms think and and uh uh, I don't doubt that that's what you know. Passan was hearing specifically because that's what Atkins had said. Uh, but I don't know. I still think it's Atani and, and Stanton that have a lot to do with it. Assuming, as we record, Stanton hasn't already signed with the Giants or been traded to the Giants. That's true, and we, we can hope. We can hope that he, <laughs> he becomes a Giant. Of course, you, that'll you that'll can. really heat things up because then the Giants need to replace all the players that they're going to trade. I mean, it's not like guys like Joe Panic are falling off of a off of a truck. You gotta. Got to look real hard. <laughs> Panic Find for a... Pilar. Let's make this happen. Still. Panic. I like Joe Panic. He's a nice little player. He's a. There's a lot to like about him. I would. He stays on the field. That's always nice. Uh, other reasons include guys who uh, a lot, many people in the front office now have uh, worked in worked for the league, so there's maybe even an even more intimate understanding of the of the CBA or, you know, in other sports, they call them capologists, right? Teams have mm-hmm. capologists on, to, on, on staff to really help them with the vagaries of the collective bargaining agreement. And as, as these Ivy league types filter through the, through the league office and then onto the teams, they know the tricks of the trade. That's a, a an idea that Passan uh, puts forward uh, the job shuffle. Cause there's been so much change, of course, and, and uh, kind of change in, in a, in a hurry, with managers, I mean that's the other thing. There's still the the manager layer where they, you know the Yankees are still looking to hire a manager and new managers and all these different places. Uh, the, and he also mentions uh, the dull of free agency where nobody wants to nobody wants to spend in free agency because it often ends up just not working out as well as you wish it it would. And I mean they can't all be J Hap contracts, but uh, I think that. You know, like well, the one quote is here: "Teams are smarter; they know how terrible free agency is." Which, to me, is is such a, it's true, and I mean we've made that point in, in a very in a variety of ways over the years, many times you and I. Mm-hmm. But from a, it, it sucks because it's the the best way for the players to be rewarded for how they produce as young when they're younger, and true. suddenly as that as that outlet sort of dries up because the nature of of the nature of the the economics of the game is kind of tilted away from that sort of uh, ratio of, of pay to production. The players end up getting used up even more, and and often these guys are so the the not as many players reach free agency, especially not during their peak, as they sign those years away. And I mean, I mean, obviously a lot of this can go out the window next year when the free agent market looks a lot stronger. But uh, or perhaps maybe... it's perhaps it's posturing towards next year. Yeah, that's true. Everyone, yeah. nobody wants to overcommit because, I mean, hell, if you are looking at free agents on the 
position players, Josh Do- Josh Donaldson could be like the third best position player available. Yeah, I, if you give uh, if you give JD Martinez two hundred million dollars right now, what are you going to give to anybody else? Yes, yeah. because there's going to be better guys than JD fucking Martinez next year. Though he's there, certainly nice, are. nice player. And right? I, I I think that's also just something not to overlook. And you don't it doesn't take much. I think one of the Yankee Bros made this point on Twitter the other day that you don't have to get much outside the top five in terms of the if you ranked all the free agents and you have some pretty seriously flawed players. Oh yeah. Um, you know the Mike Mustakas of the world and Lorenzo Cain's and. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think MLBTR is like top fifty free agents. Like by number seven, you're getting into relievers and shit. Like it's, and not even you know, not even your Aroldis Chapman relievers. Not even your, you know, where who's out there? Wade Davis is out there. It, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a sort of it's a robust class in terms of uh, in terms of quantity of guys who will actually comp- like contribute at the big league level, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it it ain't next year's class, that's for sure. But maybe that's all that matters, right? <clears throat> there, there are, there are. I think that then maybe maybe the next phase of smart teams are going to be the ones who are going to identify players who might be undervalued in free agency, and and, and spend a little bit more, and end up getting good players. You know, like like a, like a J Hap. I mean, we could keep going back to that because to me that now looks like it's such an amazing smart savvy signing they took a there was there was risk associated with that deal again jay Happa had what like four months of being good pretty much but he was he was still he still was jay Happ underneath that in terms of like yeah he's a big guy who throws hard and has never really had a lot in the way of arm problems and stuff so uh yeah why not pull the trigger so so maybe maybe the team that signs lorenzo kane is the team that gets that sort of a deal maybe his number come his price comes down or 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 whatever it might be and if you know you, get, you can get him at the right term suddenly you have made your team significantly better because you have a very nice player and yeah it'd be it'd be great if you get if you could get that for the league minimum for three years and then you start to go through arbitration but hey uh flags fly forever so yeah. Yeah. You, you take it how it comes that's how you that's why you go out and you get that kendry's morales you gotta you gotta replace edwin you know, you you see you see that exit velocity. You really believe in that bat. You think he's going to come to Rogers Center and be good. All the all the. You don't, the <laughs> you don't need to do this. You don't need to do this right now. Uh, there were a couple deals again. Jim Johnson got traded. Uh, the Athletics signed uh, Ismero Petit. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I I that to me could end up being a really smart, savvy signing. Of course, you would. I, I would prefer. For a good team to have spent money on a guy who's going to do that job, um, to be maybe a swingman, be a long reliever sort of thing, I think that that I really believe that that role is going to come back into vogue. But uh, the Angels or the Athletics are such dog shit. But then maybe maybe next year's the year that they the A's somehow conspire to win a bunch of games. There was it. Did you see the uh, was it Jeff Sullivan's piece about the about the the way that. Uh, the Petit and uh, Pagan, who they picked up in the Ryan Healy deal from the Mariners, are uh, are sort of in the in the upper echelon in terms of the appearance appearances, and I think he used uh, strikeout rate minus walk rate, um, mm. which it sort of put the, put them in like a quadrant with the Chris Devenskys of the world and and guys who, uh, just as you say, look like you know there could be a, a 
a new template for for how relievers get used, which uh, which maybe they're jumping the you know jumping the gun on a little bit uh, and seeing value there that other teams maybe aren't yet. I don't know. We're talking about fucking the Ismail Petit signing. Jesus fuck. <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> we sure are. Um, okay, well we can talk about well, we 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 don't have to. We can. Uh, the other thing. Oh, the other thing. The other thing. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? Sure, yeah. I mean, there's not much to say, but sure. It's uh, uh, obviously... They, they don't go ahead. Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, apparently Greg Zahn uh, was a shithead and, and is, you know, has been fired. I, I don't... I mean, I don't know where else we... Where do we go with that? I mean, I wrote a piece about it. I was... Uh, it took me a while because I didn't want to, I don't, I, you know, you don't want to say the wrong thing in these things. And it would be easy for a moron like myself to, to <laughs> just let, uh, turn my brain off and, and type things and then be like, Oh shit, did I really want to put it that way? So, it, it, and, uh, and I'm wary of doing that when speaking about it, but I don't know. It, it's, uh, you know, we don't want to get super heavy, but no, it's, it's really, it's cool. It's great that, uh, that we're living in a moment where people who have taken shit for too long can speak up and not be afraid. And, uh, in a lot of cases, I'm sure there's still a lot of cases where that's not the the case. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Don was uh, quite publicly, uh, towing the line a lot in terms of, in terms of his behavior. And how he would talk about women, how he would represent them in some in the images that he used. That's not necessarily, you know, it's not, that's not fireable stuff, which is exactly what I said in the post. But uh, uh, one can see how that may have crossed the line. And one has, uh, you know, it's, fuck. Like, I mean, don't go into Steve Buffery's mentions right now. And don't, just don't, don't even touch that. He's, he's taken a, a stance that is not, it's like, to, to me, I would find it, and this is sad, but I would find it surprising that somebody in the Toronto sports media, because there's so many people who aren't in it who have, who have stories, uh, could act, you know, uh, shocked by this or act like, oh, innocent until proven guilty when this is uh, uh, someone who's got a pretty clear history, uh, though never the, that has been uh, that has been public uh about you know crossing the line into workplace shit and making people who have to work with him uncomfortable and creating a bad work environment um but i don't know fuck also you know that totally makes sense right i mean it's not funny but it like it this is this is what you hear and it it seems like it's bit him i i wrote in my piece as well i've talked to people from sportsnet who I remember quite clearly you know, stopping himself and saying, you know, when Greg Zahn gets fired and then saying, not if, when, uh, not necessarily, I, I don't know that that necessarily meant, uh, you know, interactions with women per se, but I don't know. A lot of this stuff is, was out there. And so it's, it's not surprising, I guess, uh, which sucks because then you'd think mm-hmm. that something could have been done about it sooner if, someone like me and who has nothing to do with Rogers and is no, you know, can think a thing like that. And a lot of people I think do who are out there. Uh, maybe this was allowed to go on too long, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm saying this because we don't really know what happened. It's all vague, but, uh, uh, 
I don't know. It's great that some people had have been able to feel that they can step forward and say, no, this is horseshit and something should be done about it. And that Sportsnet finally has said, okay, we believe that and let's proceed from there. Um, I have one thought. One, one thing I, I read, actually, it, it, it says this. It says, uh, Alison Gordon was a courageous pioneer who broke down barriers for female sports reporters across North America. So no, no more than like 24 hours before, former Blue mm-hmm. Jays um, beat writer Alison Gordon won the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame's Jack Grady Award, um, which is kind of like the, F, F, uh, the Frick Award. It's a, awarded annually to a member of the media who has made significant contributions to baseball in Canada through their life's work. And I think that the difference between, you know, as you wrote um, uh, so well, that uh, hers was an achievement and a struggle that went underappreciated for far too long. And so, you know, I I kind of set this up and I made you talk about the Zon thing so that I could pivot to this mm, um, to talk you. about about <laughs> about the <laughs> about the 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 about uh, the late Allison Gar- Gordon, who of course uh, passed away in 2015. Uh, and who, as as you note, was the first woman to ever be issued a Baseball Writers of America card, uh, which actually read Mr. Allison Gordon. So, so hopefully, um, that's a fact. Know, from, that's be... a fact from Stacy May's piece, by the way, which I did. Oh no, of course. I, 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 I did. I couldn't. I couldn't quite seamlessly put it in because, and because I was going to talk about Stacy May's piece afterwards, mm-hmm. I just was like, oh, I'm just going to say that as a fact, and then you'll find it when you click that link. But I. But I must admit, in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should have attributed that, attributed that a little better. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to do it now. Uh, so I hope that everyone, if if you do go to Blue Jays Nation, um, if, and you want to read any one story today, uh, read this one. You you've done a you've done a nice job here with this you and your Stoughton. Um, but then obviously there are some great links to Stacy's piece and to uh, Rachel McDaniel, who who writes for BP, who wrote a piece at the Hardball Times. Um, and it just it goes to show, um, as you said, hers is an achievement, and because she was going into a world that was full of Greg Zons, and and she was having to 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 go in and do her job, and that's all that she wanted to do. But it was it was never going to be that simple to go in and do her job, to go in and 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 report on the report on the team because there are there are Zons, and hopefully um, that. You know, as as whatever it is that comes to light, if it comes to light, hopefully there aren't the the next Allison Gordon wasn't put off of her career at Sportsnet because um, of something that Zahn said or suggested or emailed or DM'd or hinted at. Hopefully, uh, someone who whoever it is that felt uh, had the courage to come forward and and say this is not okay. Uh, I don't. I don't. I can't work with this person anymore or whatever it was that was said, hopefully other people will be uh, empowered to do the same mm-hmm. so that they can go and just do their damn job. And they, nobody needs to go through any of that kind of bullshit. If it's from Greg Zahn or it's from Matt Lauer or whoever it is, uh, you know, again, if, if these people, um, uh, if they feel as though they have that, the ability to, to lord over people and, and use that, that power dynamic that exists in so many, in every workplace, and in all of these cases, there's always the same because that power is always there. And the difference between someone who feels like they're untouchable or doesn't care uh, because they don't have anything to lose, they do have something to lose. And, and hopefully these people, uh, th- these 
these these women and these these people who have come forward with these allegations. Hopefully, they're free now, uh, or more every every day something like this is going to happen. And ho- when the end product is, people are allowed to go to their go and do their job without being uh, without being made to feel as as you mentioned already all the all these different feelings and, and made to made to wonder if 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 in, if they do in fact belong because they're their colleagues because that's what he is right at the end of the day mm-hmm. if if you, if their paychecks all say rogers on them or the paychecks all say sportsnet that's your colleague but suddenly you're been you're being felt being made to feel lesser or being made to feel uh like an object or like like you have uh don't have you you're never going to gain the professional respect of someone who's your college beca- colleague because they're inviting you to fucking orgies at the gray cup or whatever it might be uh get every single one of those people out of the way so that the real talent and people who have a passion for this work or anything like it are able to step forward and do it so uh thank you stoughton for for uh for taking the uh <laughs> for, for taking the shitty end of that well, so i get to be the hero with the with the with the speech here at the end okay but, uh, but, but you know well like we we worked uh, we worked in tv uh, like talent talent is allowed to get away with a lot of they have a lot of rope to do things and many of them are not you know sociopathic scumbags uh, who you know? Who go about their business and conduct themselves in a way that uh, that is positive for their environment? But some people, when they have this ability to uh, to get away with things and no one's going to call them to account, uh, it turns out they slide into being just real fucking human garbage. And to see the reckoning of it is uh, is it's yeah, it's great. It's a little bit great. Even you know, and I said before, you know. Uh, even not knowing the details, but uh, you know, reading through Twitter, through Twitter, uh, uh, we do. Well, you do know one detail, which is that a bunch of women came to the the uh, management at Rogers and said this is a problem. So that's really the that's the detail. That's the, all we need to know. Mm, that's that's the only detail that matters exactly. And 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 hopefully that doesn't it, it doesn't need to go any further. And if he comes out with an apology or whatever is going to happen, uh, I hope hopefully it doesn't change anything because those events happened and those people were made to feel. Um, unsafe and uncomfortable in their workplace and nobody needs that um uh you mentioned talent one one thing one uh tangent i want to go on real quick is that i wonder how uh, hopefully for a billion million different reasons but i think another thing to, to note is like when you get into bed if you're a broadcaster and you get into bed with these people at, at what point do you recognize that like like they don't move the needle Right, like, <laughs> right. You know, we'll, we could talk about Rogers in this case. So, they brought in someone to host their morning zoo crew radio show. A person who had been fired from a different job at a different outlet in the city, not sports, for being a piece of human trash. <laughs> and they brought him in, and the audience doesn't port. You don't necessarily bring those people over all the time, and they don't stay. And and you know, at the end of the day, the show must go on, and nobody was tuning in to watch the Blue Jays or to watch the four minutes after the Blue Jays game wherein Zahn pops off or whomever is in a loud suit on a nice desk with uh, a professional host like Jamie Kent. If it's Aaron Sibian next year, it's not going to impact the numbers on the show. So the fact that these guys get to wander around like they're above the law to me is such so stupid. Because the level, like to, to bring it back to baseball everybody's replacement level because they're not the show they're there in between the commercials 
The show is the team, and the people show up to watch the team, and they show up to watch the team when they're good. And when the team's bad, they don't show up as in as many in the same kind of numbers, right? You know, Absolutely. Hockey Night Canada. The when they when when Rogers picked that up, they kept Cherry, they kept that goof Cherry, and it didn't make a difference, right? They had to dump everybody else and and go back to try to make it the same show as it was before, with or without. Cherry with or without Ron <laughs> well, McLean, or, you know. or you know, poor poor George Strombolopoulos gets the shit end of the stick uh, for yeah. for being you know for being the face of it when the Leafs are absolute dog shit and nobody's watching because the Leafs are absolute dog shit. Mm-hmm. And then but they anyway. get good again, and then things seem to get better. And coincidentally, it's because he's not there. You know, it, it's not because of some great love for Ron McLean, though Ron McLean kind of awesome, but. Uh, he is kind of awesome. <laughs> All, uh, yeah. We say that now uh, uh, until yeah, the Ron McLean yeah, allegations come forward. Yeah. No one is no one is awesome. Everyone is garbage. And yes, all men. Uh, but yes, congratulations to the late Allison Gordon, and hopefully yes, uh, her family absolutely. is able to uh, to enjoy that honor at the uh, Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, and another line from Scott Crawford, the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame's Director of Operations. On top of her bravery, she was also one of the most talented writers to ever work the Blue Jays beat. We're proud to honor her memory with this award. Congratulations to her, to her and to them. Uh, I think that's kind of that might kind of be it. There's not too much else to go on. You mentioned the Zips projections that are going to come out. Uh, uh, they'll be out by the time this podcast goes up. But we haven't seen them. Just the one little graphic uh, that's very... Uh, uh, if I made a comment because it's got Tulowitzki and Devin Travis installed at, at middle infield, giving them two wins each, I'd, I'd, be, I'd take that. I'd take four wins for <laughs> Travis and Tulowitzki. Yep, sure. Well, you know, if they're healthy, they, that should that will be no problem for them. But uh, it's the being healthy, obviously. Uh, I don't even need to finish the sentence. Everybody is rolling their eyes at the possibility of them actually being healthy. But yeah, I, I don't know. But, the, but there, there is a way. There's a way to get four wins out of your middle infield. It's to have somebody at the ready who is, you know, going to be able to fill in for them. Which apparently the Jays are. That's what they want. That's what they're aiming for. Richard Urania, baby. Remember yeah. that week? That was a good week. Uh, all right, that's it. I'm gonna shut us off here. God only knows how this thing ends up. Uh, super bad. We're going to take a look at the promotional schedule. So if you aren't a Patreon uh, uh, member or supporter, head over to that to that website and hook it up. And you can hear, hear this and, and all the others as well. And, and there's a little link in there for uh, the subscribers to, uh, to get so they can get hooked up with that directly without having to go to the website. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, again, next week, uh, we'll do, be doing a live episode. At uh, Pitch Talks in Toronto, at uh, Bathurst, Bloor, right around Bloor and Bathurst, uh, head to Homestand home Sports, Homestand Sports, PitchTalks.com, whatever. We'll Stoughton will put a link in the uh, yeah, that's a in good idea. post on yeah. Blue Jays Nation. I should definitely and, do that. Uh, so come on out, have a beer, talk about Shohei Otani and Stanton and <laughs> hopefully Andrew not McCutcheon Greg all playing for the Giants. And, yeah. Hmm? And hopefully not yeah. Greg's on. Yeah. I hope we don't end up having to talk about that ever again. And uh, and that's it. Um, and then the off season's coming up, and maybe we've got a couple of tricks up our sleeves. We've been talking about doing some more stuff. So stay tuned for that. And uh, Stoughton, you got anything? Of course, read Stoughton at WJsNation.com. 
where you can find links to all of his work, including work at The Athletic and Vice Sports. Right? Yeah, that's it. I don't get it. That's that's what I that's what I do. That's where I am. That's what he does. That's where he is. I'm just watching. Right, I'm, I'm just watching Steve Buffery die on the hill that is Greg's on. It's a, it's. Why uh, would you do that, yeah, Steve yeah, Buffery? Yeah. Steve Buffery, don't do that. It's not a thing you want to do. Oh boy. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Distracted. But yes, BlueJaysNation.com. <laughs> that's the thing. Awesome. All right. Uh, so for Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fairservice. What's well, right? No, you? I'm just laughing at fucking Buffery. Oh, he does that. Uh, he's Stoughton. My name is Drew. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day. <laughs>